You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. This month we, we've been, really felt the Lord's leading us in a renewal in our relationship with Him, our love relationship with Him. And on our weekend away I shared about, uh, in, we've been, uh, a relationship between a woman and her beloved and in the end of this passage, her, her saying, if, if you find him, tell him this, that I'm faint with love for him. Uh, we, we see this passage of love so motivated this woman to go out and be persecuted in, in her pursuit of, of her beloved. And, uh, and I believe God is calling us to have our love for him being the driving force of our lives. Would you agree? Uh, it isn't about working for Him. It isn't about just doing things for Him. But it's about being in love with Jesus. Being in love with our Lord. That that would be something that His, His Word, His, His way would be in our hearts every, every day. And last week, Julian shared on being abandoned in Jesus and throwing off all restraint. Being completely abandoned. Giving this reckless abandonment in our love for Him. And use John 12 as, as a passage where Mary displayed this true abandonment with with the offering of the perfume and wiping Jesus' feet with her hair and just that she just completely gave of her, him, herself to, to for him and used John 12 as, as a passage where Mary displayed this true abandonment Jesus and this relationship that God calls us to to just be abandoned that we, we throw off all restraints and we just give him everything of our hearts. Today I want it take it a little bit step further. I've discovered that in life, deep relationships grow with the more time we spend alone with a person. Wouldn't you say that? Some of you might have been in the church for a very long time, but if you've never been alone with other people in this room, you don't really know them. Right? You can have been in this church with the more time we spend alone with a person. Wouldn't you say that? Some of you might have been in the church for a very long time, but if you've never been alone with other people in this room, you don't really know them. Right? You can have been in this church for 30 years, but not know people in this church. Because it takes something about one-on-one relationship alone that you find out who they really are. Two ingredients, among other things, but two key ingredients. One is time and proximity. It's very difficult to be really, to grow in intimacy in our relationship with someone. Time in your home, and you get to know people. It requires two ingredients. You see, it's when I am in close proximity and I'm, I'm spending time with that person that relationship can start to foster and grow. You get to know one another. You get to get a sense of their personality, their presence. You know, there's also a difference um, for those of you who, you know, the difference of both being in a, in a building by yourself versus being in a building with someone else. There's something about being in the presence of someone else that's quite comforting or can be. Close relationships don't just happen, do they? You arrange to meet up. You spend time talking. You, you, you take uh, an effort to be in each other's presence. Don and I started a relationship, believe it or not, years ago. And uh, I wasn't content with just talking to her on the phone. I wanted to see her. How many know what I'm talking about? Only a couple people? Yeah, there's a sense of, I want to be in her presence, because that changes everything. I'm happy to receive a letter from her, I'm happy to receive a phone call from her, 
but there's something about proximity that brought the relationship much closer. So close we got married. Yes! Changes everything. I'm happy to receive a letter from her. I'm happy to receive a phone call from her. But there's something about proximity that brought the relationship much closer. So close we got married. Sent his son as a savior of the world, but the savior of the world meant the savior of me. He has a personal relationship with me. It isn't a group relationship with me. God isn't in a relationship with all of us together in one of this kind of collective body. But He wants to have an intimate relationship with you and me that we would know His heart and He would know our hearts. And there would be this sense of being together. There's something different about being in a room with lots of people, as I've already mentioned, versus being built alone with someone. And sometimes I think it's very safe for us as, as people to be with God in a group setting. Right? I, I, and I know people who've shared this with me that, oh, my time with God is when we, we meet on church on Sunday or in home group. That's my time. I really meet with God. Oh, it's like group dating all the time with God. All the time. You never can spend a time alone with Him. And I've discovered it, it's important that we, we know God for ourselves and not in a group setting. He wants to know, He wants us to know His presence, to spend time in His presence. And if we're going to, we're going to read a, a couple passages today, and one is in Psalm 91, verses 1 to 7. Psalm 91, verses 1 to 7 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the, flower, from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wing you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Surely He will save you from the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks you in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Why? Because His presence is with you. In another translation or other translations, says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide or rest under the shadow of the Almighty. David, King David also wrote this in Psalm 32, 7. It says, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from the trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. And then he also wrote in Psalm 25, or 27, verse 5, it says, For in the day of trouble... He will conceal me in His tabernacle. In the secret place of His tent, He will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. You see, Christ calls us to a secret place of His presence. His tabernacle, what we see in Scripture, what we read about dwelling in the presence of God, dwelling in the secret places, is about His presence. His presence is the secret place. Where we can be with Him, we can know Him, we can experience Him. And David talked about hiding in Scripture. What we read about dwelling in the presence of God, dwelling in the secret places, is about His presence. His presence is the secret place. Where we can be yourself covered under the wings of His presence. Hiding in Him. It's not hiding in the world somewhere, but it's hiding in His presence. Hiding in the secret place. And we're going to look at this morning just... To start off with some of the things that he wants to, to understand of him in the secret place. 
And looking at Psalm 91, it was hiding in a spiritual place in God. You know, you can find to start rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. Do you know what? The secret place offers us a place of refuge. Why do we need Jesus? We need a refuge. We need a place we can run to. We, we can be in. We can experience Him. A place of safety in the storms of life. We're encouraged to cast our cares upon Him. In the secret place of the Most High, we'll rest refuge belongs to the Lord. We don't have to do it on our own, but God calls us to a relationship where we, we find ourselves in Him, in a place of refuge, that He's our rock, He's our strength. And although the world might, all these things might be happening around us that are difficult and challenging, we know that in Him we find that security and rest as a refuge. You know, I remember as a child when I was afraid, there was nothing greater than my dad being there. How many had that kind of experience or someone, some care or some adult with you? I remember just, you know, I remember as a child when I was afraid, there was nothing greater than my dad being going to be okay. Why? Because he was a power and a strength in a home. Not because he was violent, but he was loving and caring. I knew he would protect us as a family. You know, the Father, our Heavenly Father is, is this God, is a, is a Father who wants to protect us. And in the secret place, we see the Lord as our protector, as our defender, as a Father that cares for us. But it only can be found in the secret place. If I knew Dad was at home, it was all going to be okay. It's, a, it's protection and His deliverance until we find ourselves nestled underneath His wings. As our defender, as a Father that cares for us. But it only can be found in the secret place. I don't think we can fully understand His protection, not in group dating. Does that make sense? It's in the place of quietness, alone with the Lord, that we understand His heart of protection for us. That when we face the trials of life, when we face these moments, we don't understand what's going on. We can hide ourselves in Him and know that He will care for us. But we know that He'll care, that we understand His heart of protection for us. That when we face the trials of life, when we face these moments when we don't understand, rest in the shadow of the Almighty. No matter what you're going through, we can find this peace and security in Him. Why is it so important that we grow in our love relationship with God? Is because without that, we press on in life. We struggle. We strive. We push through. And God calls us to have life and life to, uh, to the full, to the abundance, to the overflow. But it can only be found in the secret place with Him. Rest and true rest for our hearts and souls can't be found in anything else in this world. You can go on a vacation. I've discovered that vacations can be stressful. How many of you have had those moments when you think, this is not what I signed up for? I remember when, when we, Don and I had this opportunity to go to Hawaii. We got some kind of free points to fly to Hawaii. We had friends that were... How many of you have had those moments when you think, this is not what I signed up for? I remember when, when we, Don and I had the pregnant, and uh, Annalise was just under two, so she was a bit of a handful, and uh, we were, the whole trip there, Donna was beside me, throwing up, Annalise was running away, and I got to Hawaii so stressed out, thinking, why on earth are we on holiday? It's much more relaxing and peaceful just being at home. We did have a good time in the end, 
when we are there. But there's moments on holidays that you think, actually, this is, this is exhausting. Anyways, I'll move on. We, when you have family, you, you do kind of realize that it can be more work than just being at home. Anyways, the point is, is that true rest comes as we, we know the Lord. And I've discovered I can be sleeping and sleeping and sleeping, but still not be at rest inside. And sometimes I can be so striving in life and striving in the ministry and pushing hard. And, and I feel like I'm just, I'm just this stirring in the inside. And it's only when I stop and find that secret place with the Lord that suddenly the rest comes to my heart. Why? Because He's the God of... We know, I'm just, and to understand this love relationship that the Lord has for me, it can only be discovered in a secret place. When we come to that place of intimacy where we just stop everything and say, God, it's just you and me. I just need to be with you. I need to hide myself under your wing right now. In that place, suddenly the peace of God that surpasses all understanding comes and starts to move in our hearts and our minds. And that's awesome. That's an awesome place to be. The enemy can't touch us in this place. Why? Because we're on the rock. We're, we're covered. His presence assures us that He has ultimate authority and power. It's just you and me. I just need to be with you. I need to hide myself all on our own. We can tr- be trying to do it all. But it's in that secret place that we understand afresh that God is in control. And we can rest because He's got it in hand. We don't need to have it in hand. There's some things in life that aren't in our control. Right? Our health is not completely in our control. Uh, what happens tomorrow is not in our control. Time is not in our control. As I prayed earlier, life and death is not in our control. They're in God's hands. But there, we can find comfort in knowing that He is God and He's over everything and He will protect us and He will guide us and He will help us through it because He has all authority and power. And the enemy cannot touch us in that place, in the secret place. Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. What does it mean, come to me? It means, come to that place, that secret place of my presence, and I will give you rest if you're weary. Come to that place that only the Lord can offer, that that restoration. Jesus offers true rest when we come to Him, rest for our souls and bodies. And I, I found even in my own experience in preparing messages and preparing Bible studies, and sometimes I feel like it can be like I'm churning something out. I mean, I'm just a machine. But then there's moments where it's like I can't, I can't think what it is I'm to share. And I just have to stop. And so many times God has just asked me just to stop. Lay down, do something. But don't work at it. Find that secret place. Jesus even said, come only and speak again. It's so interesting. Even in ministry, you can, you can just do it alone. You can try to do it alone. Do something. But don't work at it. Find that secret place with Him. And in that place, He begins to speak again. Miles an hour. And some of my best sermon preparations have come after I have a nap. It's true. Donna will say, are you preparing? She'll come upstairs and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm laying prostrate before the Lord. But then you know what? When I awake, my heart is rested in Him. 
And I can hear his voice again because I'm no longer working out of myself, but I'm now working out of his, that secret place of his presence. It's also a place of restoration. Psalm 23, 2-3 says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. What does that mean? Does He take us on nature walks? Well, not really, unless you're part of the walking group here. What does it mean that He, he, he makes me? Say the word make. Makes me, which means he, he enforces the fact that I lay down in green pastures. Again, this is not literal. He doesn't force me to lie down in the downs somewhere. Or lead me beside quiet waters, some pond of water. Or puddle. He leads me to a place of quiet waters and green pastures. Where? In His presence. This is all speaking of His presence. The quiet waters, the restoring of my soul is all huddled. The place of the secret place. Restoration happens when we're alone with Him. As we hide ourselves in our presence, we find refuge and rest in our spirit. While we're resting in His spirit, His spirit is at work within us, restoring and making all things new. You know what? God works on us from the inside out, not because we're working at it, because His spirit is just doing it. And He restores us in the place of knowing Him intimately. Isn't that amazing? The same way it kind of goes is you are actually changed when you get married to be kind of like your spouse. How many of you found that to be true? Uh, some of you are still holding on for your dear strength. But you become like each other to some degree. Right? John is agreeing with me. <laughs> You, why? Because you spend time together. And hopefully it isn't because you're trying to change one another. But in the place of intimacy in a marriage, in a place of relationship, you become like one another. And we become like the Lord and the Lord restores us, renews us. Why? Because we're just in Him. And we become like Him. We're trying to change one another. But in the place of intimacy in a marriage, in a place of relationship, you become like one another. And we become like the Lord, and the Lord restores us, renews us. Why? Because we're just in Him. And we become like Him. Because we're... As... Yeah, anyways. Um, she smells like perfume. And whenever the kids would come home, or we would pick them up or whatever, the kids would smell parents. Especially my mom in particular. She smells like perfume. You know, they were close to them. They were changed with the fragrance of my mom by being close to her. And you know, the same thing happens with God, this transformation and restoration. We no longer stink like our old self, but we're restored to become like Him as we nestle into Him. And we come away from those places, of that secret place, and we smell like Jesus to the world around us. Why? Not because we're working at it, not because we're striving to smell like Jesus, but because we've been close to Him. We've been under, the, the, we've been under His wing. And so the aroma of Christ is upon our lives because we're in Him. And when we're with other people, they can smell something different about our lives because we were close enough in intimacy to the Father for it to rub off on us or for it to work its way out of us. And so it's a place of restoration. And then lastly, where it comes back to this place of our love relationship, the, the, the secret place is a place of intimacy. You were under His shadow. And being underneath His shadow or being by His shadow is close enough to hear His whisper. To feel His breath of, of life in your life. To be embraced by His arms of love. 
I don't think it's possible to know the love that God offers us without coming into the place, the secret place of the Lord. You can experience His presence, yes, in a group meeting, but there's something about just being with Him. Just you and Him. It's powerful. And it's life-changing. We know Him. David said there's, there's no better place. David longed just to be, to dwell in the secret place with God. And if, if you have your Bibles, just turn with me to Psalm 27, verse 4. It says, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house possible seven days, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to seek Him in His temple. What was David asking? He was asking of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all my days, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to seek Him in His temple. What was David asking? He was asking to be in the secret place with the Lord. He wasn't wanting to dwell in a building all the days of his life. I wanted to be there, to exist there, in a place of intimacy with the Lord. For you and I, God calls us to a place, a secret place, that only Him and you know about. But it takes time and it takes proximity for it to happen. As I said at the beginning, no good relation, no close relationship just happens. It takes effort. In a place with the Lord, to dwell there, to be out of it what you put into it. Right? If you sow nothing into your marriage, you'll probably be divorced in five years. But if you, if you work at it, if you, if you spend time together, you make an effort to be with one another, then you will foster a couple's getting married. You'll get out of it to time. And in our relationship with God, sometimes people just expect it all to happen. To have these wonderful, amazing encounters with God. Somehow, supernaturally, it'll just happen. And yes, God is sovereign. He, he does move sovereignly in our lives. But there does take a commitment in our part saying, God, I will be like David. I want to dwell in your presence. I, I want to find that secret place that when I'm alone, when I'm at home, in the morning, before I go to work, all these moments of opportunity, I'm going to take time to be with you and just know your presence. Because in your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is peace. In your presence I experience your love. In your presence I, I know the fullness of life. And so I'm going to choose to find myself in your presence daily. And I believe we will then find that we will get out of this relationship with the Lord what we put into it. Where God will start to move in our lives and we will start to experience His presence. We'll, we'll start to be restored and things will start to happen in us. Why? Because we're just spending time in the shadow of the Almighty God. Do you know, there isn't any lessons that we can offer in this church about how to find the secret place. There's no map or directory. Do you know, there isn't any lessons that we can offer in this church about how to find quietness with just you and God. And you know, even in that place, I can be in my room alone. You won't find it on Google Maps, the secret place. You find the secret place. I have to choose to say, God, I'm here with you now. I'm going to choose to silence my thoughts of the day, all that's going on. You know, it's very easy to be on your own, in your room, with Facebook on your phone. 
for the younger generation. Or maybe the older generation. Or be on your own in your room with some other... Be on your own in your room with Facebook. Attention to say, I'm going to be alone with you, God. Don and I can be in the same room, but until we actually take time to be together and talk and communicate, it actually, we can be like just coexisting. God wants us to take that intentional time saying, God, I'm here. I want to experience your presence today. And I know some in this church get up early and they spend time with the Lord and it's reflected in their lives. And others, I know, struggle for, with, with moving forward in their walk with the Lord. And they just feel they have the same struggles. But if you really dissect it. And I know some in this church get up early and they spend time with the Lord and it's reflected in their lives. And others, I know, struggle with the Lord what we put into it. Can I, can I just find it, find it there? We will get out of our relationship with the Lord what we really put into it. And I believe God has so much for us. And He's standing there with our arms wide open saying, you know, I, I want to meet with you. I want you to know my breath on your life. I want you to know everything I have to offer you. But it requires you to come to the table. To show up to the meeting. Have a date night with the Lord. And renew that love relationship. It takes just taking that time saying, God, I intentionally am going to come and just be with you. Christ has made this amazing opportunity for you and I to come into His presence boldly because of what He did on the cross. We celebrated it earlier. And now I think one of the greatest tragedies we can do as Christians Christ has paid this price so that we can know the secret place of the Lord and for us never to take advantage of it. Christ has offered everything so that you could have this one-on-one relationship with the Father and for us to always sit on the outside of the door, never go in. Christ has offered everything so that one-on-one relationship with the Father and for us to always sit on the outside of the door, never go in. Never want to open the door and say, you know what, I just want to be with you. By spending time with Him. And there's been moments when I've just taken time to be with the Lord. And I may have went into that time with all kinds of worries and concerns. And I walk away with a renewed sense of passion for Him. Because I got to spend time with Him. God wants to do great things in your life. He really does. He wants to do great things in my life. And the challenge for me, I find is to not clutter my life so much that I don't have time to be alone with Him. Even in my alone time, to not be alone with Him. And I believe God has given us authority, one, to speak and take authority over the lies of the enemy, or the, the thoughts of the enemy that are trying to distract us. But in that place, when we come to the Lord, we can say, God, I give myself to You. I choose to silence everything else. God, I want to hear your voice. I find sometimes it's even helpful just to put on some worship music. Put it, set the, the mood, so to speak, where our hearts are, are open. Music isn't a bad thing in our prayer time. Do you know that? Do you know that? You can put worship on. You can...
be in His presence with music. If that's, if that works. Whatever silences the thoughts so that you can just spend time with Him. It's just making sense. God wants to speak to us. He wants us to know His, in, His intimate heart. And not because I'm talking about it or someone else is speaking it on a Sunday, but you hear it for yourself. And the challenge for us this, this month as a church as we head into this new season is let's not just be busy doing like Martha's, but let's be Mary's that know His voice, that are close to His feet, that are close to His heart. That's our challenge. To be doing, yes, but fueled out of this love, intimate relationship with the Lord. So what does it mean this week? Last week I challenged you just to crawl out of bed and before you even step foot on the ground to put your, put your knees on the, on the floor and, and spend some time praying. Can I encourage you to continue to just take time this week? Put in your diary just to crawl out of bed and before you even step foot on the ground to put your, put your knees on the, on the floor and, and spend some time. Same thing, you need to have date nights. Nights where you're just going to be yourselves as a couple. Can you do that with the Lord this week? Could you say, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to pick these moments and I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the secret place with the Lord. And I'm going to choose to be there. And maybe that's every morning or every day. Fantastic. Maybe it's, you're going to, you're going to take a different time slot than you normally take. Maybe you always do your lunch in a certain way, but this week, one day, you're lunch with the Lord. And I'm going to choose to be there this week. It's like going to a different restaurant. Why don't you experience something different with the Lord? Maybe He wants to speak to you in a different environment. But can you make a spot where you just say, I'm going to spend time with the Lord and experience His presence this week? Yeah? Why don't you stand with me, please? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people, in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest... Yeah? Won't you stand with me, please? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. Or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.